Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, it's raining outside, but uh, a lot of sunshine after that performance by the Titans yesterday. They go to Seattle and have one of the most improbable, I don't even know what to call it. Blaine sent me a message earlier. We need to figure out a way to put this out in poll form. <laughs> have you ever seen them play so badly and then rally so well the next week? Maybe would that be the, I don't know, maybe the best, the best win after a bad performance but, heck, the first half was a bad performance, and the end of the half was a bad performance. Then they come out, the Titans do, go down, score a touchdown, get it to, uh, what, 24-16, to 16, then immediately give up that, which you were – we got so much to talk about here. I feel like we're, we're drinking from – the blown coverage, right? The blown coverage. They immediately give up the blown coverage, and then from there, that was it. They just choked them out. They didn't let – they got nothing after that. But – it was even a tale, a complete tale of, of two halves in that game. But, man, the defense played lights out in the second half. The run game started clicking. Tannehill, you know, took a beating earlier and just kept on chucking it. There were drops by the receivers, but they made big plays. And then you always have unlikely people who turn out to be, you know, sort of like the heart and soul. And we had a caller yesterday on the Titans Talkback presented by Lee Company, and the guy was like, man, Michael Pruitt. He was. was the emotional leader. He got those cats fired up. He was basically trying to fight everybody in the stadium, and that changed everything. He was ready to fight. Yeah, you know, it's, it's always funny. You know, it's always somebody who you would have never expected. It's never the superstars, though. Right. And, and so, Michael Pruitt, I'm, I went back and watched the game. That's kind of when things kind of start turning more so into Titans' way. And I won't, I won't say that it intimidated them, but it let them know that you're the big bully. You're in your house and we're not standing for it. We're going to keep fighting you. Uh-huh. We're going to keep fighting you. And he came back, and then he made an impactful catch down the middle when they were backed up. And yeah. that, to me, that play there, and he just jumped up, and then he just runs off off the field both times when he's almost getting in a scuffle because yep. he was, you know, he, he was out. Right. You know, they right. were bringing in the next play. <laughs> you know, he knew he wasn't in. <laughs> he so he I, I thought he that was just as big. Moving. But, yeah, he got all up in their faces. So, oh. yeah, that, I thought that was huge. It might have been the turning point. But nobody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about, you know, in the king naturally in, in 182 yards. And the old line had to play pretty well to get to that. But old Tanny time. Tanny Hill did really well, man. I think it's under the radar. I know he was 27 for 40 for 347. You know, 94, you know, passer rating. I think some of that gets taken away from for sacks. Uh, you know, so but man, he 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 was clutch. It's one of uh, you know, I don't know how many times I think. I think Glenn had put it out there. Maybe this ninth or tenth time he had to come back in. Maybe uh, oh, I got it in Titans. Yeah, which is pretty impressive, especially where it was at. Yep. That's the key. And it was the home game, and they they never lose. Remember, I gave you the stat. Once they're up by fourteen or more, I think they were fifty two and zero. Now they're fifty two and one. So literally, her, never. It when never you say happened. never, it never. It had never happened. Yeah. And then uh, naturally, they warmed down, and then. Henry broke the ice when he with the long run, and they got they got frustrated on defense. They they were frustrated, but there was a lot of you know. I'm already gonna give out my ding dong. The refereeing all the way over, all the uh, all both sides, all the way around. It was horrific uh, inconsistencies. I mean, me and you were talking. They could have called a penalty on on Simmons. He threw his helmet off after he thought they sacked for a safety to win it. Uh, so that was a good coaching mo- moment because. They didn't catch it, naturally, <laughs> but that that was a bad call. Uh, the the first down mark was bad uh, by that referee, 
I mean, they were a yard off. It was clear as day. It was almost like, uh, did she, did somebody did she put her hand backwards and then get paid like to mark that ball? It was that bad. It was egregious. Yeah. And I've always been a proponent. Let me say this: refereeing is hard. Let's get that out the way. It is. But every time they make horrific boo boos, I think they should get fined. Yeah. I really do. I've said this for years. Players get fined for horrific plays. And guess what? It'll start making you pay attention to the details, and you'll start making better calls. If not, you can go to replay. You got it right there. Yeah. So, no, they, they should get fined instead of getting a slap on wrist. Oh, well, you won't get the referee in the playoff, or we'll make you the six-team, you know, uh, referee team to do the, you know, the bottom-of-the-barrel games. Oh, really? That really taught them a lesson. <laughs> so... Yeah. No. You're still an NFL ref. What a lesson. Yeah, they, 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 that was bad. That was bad. Bad refereeing. I don't know if anybody got it. I didn't even like the call when they called, uh, you know, a penalty on the Seahawks kid uh, for, for taunting. I'm like, man, oh, this is an emphasis. Of, really? Come on, man. Now, I, I want them to emphasize that every time somebody gets up and goes first down while the guy's standing there on the ground and he just finished tackling, you jump up and get first down, that's taunting. What about this? So Lamar Jackson can turn a flip running into the end zone. That's taunting. Yeah, because I feel like we're playing college football now. Yeah. That was awesome though. Every little but thing. They didn't call that for taunting though, right? No, I know no, they, they did not. I they didn't they give a penalty at all. He turned a flip going in the end zone with nobody around him, and that's not taunting. I mean, I've seen people get called for. And, and you know where like this that. all goes when Winfield waved at him. I thought that was horrible in that Super Bowl, <laughs> oh, and they I gave know. a penalty. I know. Well, when he did the backflip, the the time they played him early in the season, yeah. that that wasn't a penalty. Right. He stopped and taunted the entire team, Tariq Hill, and did a backflip before he got to the end zone. I saw it. So, yeah, that, 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 you can't be calling that. You got to do something way, way, way out there for me. So, no, that that's somebody who reads the rule and says, that's what the rule says. Well, there's some human element to it, and you got to know how the game goes and that that guy was not, you know, I don't care if he looked at him briefly for a second or not. That that was not egregious to be calling that penalty. Sorry, Charlie. So there there was a lot of things. Missed field goals, made field goals, third down stops. It was, oh, man, it was every, I mean, what, roughing the kicker? Woo, the punter? Yeah. Oh, man, your boy, Akina. Who, by the way, I think got a target again before Julio or AJ. He caught a pass, too. Had one pass, one penalty, a, a double single. Yeah, so it, it was a lot of things going on. But one thing you can say, resolve, resiliency, staying in the game, believing, fighting, throwing the punch back, they did it. And that's how they supposed to look. You got to look. That, this game looks exactly like I was supposed to look. I didn't know if they was going to win or not, but they was not going to look like uh, how they looked the first game. And that's the NFL players, the competitive nature. They're not going to go out there and look stink it up two games in a row. I, I knew that. And without Lawan. So I, I'm hoping uh, today we have a press conference at 2 o'clock with, with Vrabel, Coach Vrabel, and uh, maybe he'll give us uh, a little bit more detail on, on the extent of the injury, if it's worse or better or just – you know, just some, you know, just something that happened, and we wanted to err on the side of caution. Yeah. Well, that happened before the game, so obviously you're looking around saying we got 16. I games finally left. saw the video too. Yeah, he was just doing a blocking drill with a with guy with a coach with a pad. That's it. It it didn't look like it was something like where you were like, uh oh, and he fell down, and he was to your point limping a lot. 
Like, woo. <laughs> they had him going into the tunnel. So, yeah, those guys stepped up. The old line. Umbrella, Lamb, Quisenberry. Hey, man, they did their job, man. Hey, I hope they have some incentives in their contract to get paid a little bit more. That, that was tough sledding there, man. They, they, put, they put the Seahawks D-line in check. I mean, you know, they won more than they lost. Put it that way. And they warmed down. Henry, they warmed down. And they did exactly what I've been begging for. Second half, throw on first down. Use the passing game to open up the running game. There you go. Stop being so predictable. They other teams watch the film too. Right. There's plenty of film on this team and what they do. There's a lot of film out there. Yeah, you do it for like three games and you come back to your bread and butter and just start running a ball back again on first down. Told you. And then next you know he slices and dices you and then outruns everybody. 60 well, yards pounds, again. Pounds you. 182 yards, man. Yeah. So he averaged 120 yards, you know, in the first two games already. That's yeah. where he's at. This is Derrick Henry, man. I, I can't believe he continues to do this, man. This that guy is the, amazing. That was the most carries he's ever had in a game. And catches. And catches, both. It was the most carries and the most catches Screen in the game. Green play was working. Woo. How long have we been waiting to see that work? And they hit a couple of those rascals. Yeah. Something about the Seahawks. Yeah, that's where uh, CJ2K had a good day, too. Yeah. Went over 2K up there. That's where the magic happened. He should have had a lot more, but he had the dumbest play. I Remember he had a long run call back, or CJ would have an all-time record. I thought they called a phantom holding or something. They did. I was like, what? I looked at every single lineman. No way. Hey, but a win's a win's a win. There you go. Man, you got to be excited if you're a Titan fan. You stole that one. From greatness now, Russell Wilson. They were frustrating. He couldn't do anything in the second half. Really? I think after the first drive, yeah, they were good to go. He had 131 of his passing yards on two plays. Two two plays, which were essentially busts. One was a solid bust, and the other one was the guy caught it between who? McDougald and uh, Molden, and they, bang, like ran into each other. And then, yeah. yeah they, so well, they yanked Molden after that, so Jackson was out there after that. Uh, all right, the phone lines are ringing. It's time for Ding Dong of the Week. Uh, Blaine's already he's already exposed his Ding Dong for the segment. Uh, he's giving it to the officials. <laughs> I, exposed it. I, I think a bunch. I, I, there's a lot of official Ding Dongs out there. Maybe you got a different one. Uh, Mark Spain Real Estate makes that happen. Ding Dong of the Week. Phone lines are open. Colt is calling from Memphis. Colt, if you will hold, we'll come to you. Uh, somebody else is calling in now, ringing. So here's the deal. Next segment is all yours. This is your segment. The rest of the hour, we're going to talk Titans. We're going to react to it got a college game you want to talk about whatever it is man this is monday titans get the win and uh we got lots to discuss it's blaine and mickey 1045 the zone they run henry on the left side he's got some room to the 45 he's outside to the 50 he's to the 40 he's to the 30 he's to the 20 he's to the 10 he's to the five he's to the end so, yes, touchdown, Titans. Derrick Henry just went 60. Um, it, it's so great to listen to Titans radio just to hear Coach Mack when he is laughing yeah. behind the scenes when great things. It, it, every time Coach Mack laughs during the broadcast, an angel gets its wings. I just know that that's what happens <laughs> because it's when something's going great or somebody just gets blown up, or a Titan makes an unbelievable play, and and Mike is just calling it like he calls it, which Mike's the best in the business, and so is Coach Mack, and he's just 
He's just laughing, or sometimes he'll just yell, yes, yes, yes. It's all just fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you're watching TV and you're not turning down the TV volume listening to Mike and Mac, you're just doing it wrong. Please understand that, and you need to uh, you need to get with it uh, so you understand uh, just how great it is. It's time for Ding Dong of the Week. Brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com and get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. That's what he'll tell you to do. Blaine has shared one ding dong. You actually have two ding dongs this week. And I know Lucas has <laughs> I, I a do. ding dong. I yep. do. I, I was and trying we'll to get Oh, to the here calls. it is right here. Yeah. Arkansas kicker was warming up to kick the extra point. And, you know, the hogs. I know. And while he was practicing right there in front of everybody while they're lining up, he kicks his leg up and falls and busts his butt. Yeah, he fell and got right back up and then kicked the field goal. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because I couldn't kick at all, let alone kick my leg up that high. So I, I would probably fall too. But I am not a kicker. So, so yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I, I retweeted it, by the way, so, so I'm sure everybody saw it if they follow me. But, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. You got to have some fun with the ding-dong too. And kickers are just like, oh man, okay, all right. Now I'll just get that dude. Probably wasn't even embarrassed. Okay, I'll just that's my warm up. I'll go kick it now. Oh, yeah. All right, we're all yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, have kicker. do you care to share your ding dong with a listening audience? Yeah, today? mine's mine's actually kicker related as well. Wow, and I have, I have some audio pairs ding dongs all over the place here. Uh, okay. So one of the one of the best things I've learned from Mike Keith as far as radio play by play in football. Oh, I know what. Is when you're kicking a field goal, when the team you're calling is kicking a field goal, always, no matter how obvious it is, no matter how sure you think you are, you wait for the referee's arms to go up or to give the no good signal. This was the Minnesota Vikings radio network as Greg Joseph missed a field goal at the death to lose to the Cardinals. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he missed it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my. He, he was so committed. Oh, no. He was so committed to that call. <laughs> he, he wanted to be for that to air all over ESPN, the NFL oh, yeah. Network, but it's like, it is not. Oh, no, he missed it. Been waiting for that call his whole life. Oh, man. Always, always, always wait to see what the referees indicate. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Mike can tell you that he did that one time because it looked like it was good. Yeah, that's why there's yeah, always Everybody that pause. on TV thought yeah. it was, too. There, there's that like, pause oh, that feels like an no eternity one. during the Titans' field goals like there was in that last field goal by Bullock. It's because Mike is waiting for the referee's arm uh -huh. signal, as he should. Vought's not going to mess anything like that up. Uh, yeah, uh, Mine is just all officials. The Memphis punt return where two guys from Mississippi State touched the ball. An official walked up, waved his arms, and threw the little black marker down to mark the ball. And the Memphis guy just picked it up and took it, ran it for a touchdown. I got no beef with Memphis because I know we got some Memphis Tiger listeners. It, the play was blown dead by an official. who Everyone just ignored that. So he just ran down the field and they called it a touchdown. Again, no beef with Memphis fans. That was a... I give all the credit to that guy for just picking up the ball and trying, but official, you had marked it dead. Have a set of man parts and, and live up to your call and say, I blew it dead. That's it. Keep it moving. Boise State lost to TD. I stayed up and watched their game. There was a bang-bang play. A guy got hit and fumbled. The ball bounced up in the air. Boise player caught it, ran it in for a touchdown. They said, no, we blew it dead. 
Oh, that's the worst. And they review. And that was worse than the safety that we, oh, we didn't get a safety. They right. blew it dead. They blew that dead. It the Titans. The off. back was a foot and a half off the ground when the ball came out. Then he hit, and the ball bounced up in the air. So Boise got screwed, lost the game. Uh, the miss down in the Auburn-Penn State game where the yeah, officials they just. Kick, they made him kick on third down. Yeah. They just you see when they asked James Franklin at halftime when they did the interview? The look on his face. He went mute. He went. And then ran off. <laughs> I, I thought that was the perfect non-answer that you could give. You know, He could not have played that better oh, that than James awesome. Franklin did. That was great. The Miss Tulio TD. Some people say they thought his heel was on the white. I don't. And there's a picture that definitively shows that it there. wasn't. Uh, the missed third down spot, which was a whole I learned yard. a rule, though, by the way, before you go through all your – You safety. look like you got like 10 ding-dongs today. And my ding-dongs but, is growing by the minute here. But I it. learned a rule. I didn't know. I thought it was when you touch anything inbounds with your toe, the play is over and you now score. Because in my mind, I thought that that's a touchdown, regardless if his heel comes borderline close or not. It's, I don't think you could overrun it. That's kind of how I was thinking. Because I go, well, dang, as soon as the ball touches the plane – when you're diving for a touchdown, right. it's a touchdown, and they fumble it, and it goes out of bounds. Yep. Or, you know, it goes into the end zone, and they're out of bounds. Well, it, the play's over as soon as it touches the plane. So I've I learned a new rule. Me too. I, I, but I'm, I'm always learning new rules. I mean, not new rules, but well, rules that I did not know. <laughs> I think a lot of people learn that. Steratore on the broadcast, which nothing is more worth. A, a screen door on a submarine is more useful than, than the – explanations from the on-TV official, because every time whatever they say, the officials always call the opposite thing. This is 100% going to get overturned, and then it doesn't, or whatever. So Steratore comes on, and he did say this. If you tap your toe and then go out of bounds, you're fine. If you tap your toe and your heel pops down, then it's if your heel is out, then you're out. Yeah, he and, he, he and, and that's exactly what happened. I I, although, I the Titans that. have a picture, and it sure looks like there's green behind the blue of his shoe. I don't think he was out. I don't think he was. Now, my wife watched it, and she goes, his heel's on the white. I said, I do not see what you see. Right. She well, suggested and, and, uh, When they uh, kept some showing the replay, it looked like it. he was out. The heel did barely touch. It looked like it. Now, you could only see when you're talking about the picture you saw on the Internet or where social media. But when you saw a lot, it's because he had on those blue cleats. So you could actually see that it was just barely out. It looked uh. from perception on the TV. Now, when you zoom in on it, it goes, Oh, it's really close. But regardless, the discussion shows you that the whole thing is clear and obvious, right? They're just the entire discussion as a whole. Right. It wasn't clear. It's not enough to overturn. Over, overturn. To right. even have this long of a debate for it. Well, that was my thing. If it takes you this long, you're trying to overturn it. And if it was called incomplete on the field, then it should have stayed incomplete. If yeah. it was called a touchdown on the field, it should have stayed a touchdown. Well, I- Lucas, I like where your head's at on this. All right, uh, we've shared our ding-dongs with you. I know we got a bunch of people who just want to talk about the game. We'll talk Titans uh, and Seahawks. Then if you want to slip a ding-dong in there as well, you can do it. Colt in Memphis was on first. I, I, every time we do this, I say things I regret. Colt in Memphis. We'll be up first. In there if you what, what's up, Colt? How you doing, man? Doing. Doing all right, what's man. What's going on? So, How about you? On the, I guess this is part of a ding dong, but this is just one of my biggest pet peeves. But it actually worked once yesterday, and then one time it didn't. But when we're in short yardage and we get in shotgun, it just God, it makes me cringe every single time. And I know it gives you options, and actually the Tennessee Volunteers did it last week, and it actually blew, you know, blew up in their face. Those guys, you know, the coaches did a great job yesterday. 
But I just, it, golly, it drives me crazy when I see us, you know, in, in shotgun in a short yardage situation. Although we, it worked yesterday, and, and we did end up scoring, I think, one time. Uh, another an, an, a related note, we were in short yardage yesterday, and, I, you know, we ended up throwing on, on either third or maybe fourth and short. And Derek, Derek Henry's not even on the field. So to see that, it's just like, goodness gracious, what guys, what are we doing? On a positive note, and then I'll get off here and listen. Got to give props to the O-line coaches and just the coaching staff in general. Obviously, Lawan goes out early in the game. Saffold's in and out of the game. Uh, I think our, our center, Ben Jones, goes down. And they just kept figuring it out. And, you know, you had a lot of three three tight end sets trying to – and I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if that was the game plan going in, but um, – just trying to kind of piece it together to get figure out a way to give ourselves the best chance to keep picking up first downs and something that I think you know was was very telling and shows you just you know how good of a team player he is. Didn't have the best day catching the ball yesterday. Wasn't a focal point of the offense, but AJ Brown blocked his ass off and he was a huge reason for you know a lot of the big runs. And man, he'll get in there and put his head in there. So. Props to the coaching staff for, for just adjusting and figuring out a way to get out of there with a win. So I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, Colt, that was a very thorough phone call, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I I pretty much agree with everything he said. You know, and I, I was with him, too, when they were in shotgun on short yardage. I was like, oh, what, what are they doing? Oh, we got to get under center. And the play work, I was like, oh. oh. A good call. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. Make your calls from the couch, man. It's always a lot easier. Oh, I'm from the couch. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is. Yeah, so, yeah, that was the only way. I, I, just trust me. I was thinking the exact same thing. A lot of things can go wrong. I know you have more options, but I think in the league you kind of stay close to the best, but he was in shotgun. Uh, Eric in Nashville wants to share his ding-dong with the Blaine and Mickey world. What's going on, Eric? Thanks for calling the uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. To the Titans game and late games in a minute, but my ding dong of the week. This is actually a guy that's not in football, is not coaching right now, and in my opinion, should never have another NFL head coaching job again, and that is Adam Gase, because the way uh, Brian Tannehill's played since he got away from the Miami, and I look at Sam Donald, I know it's just two games, so it's just small sample size, but the coach he has with Rule, uh, way he's used Christian McCaffrey, the defense and everything, and unless he just totally tanks it or gets injured or something happens, I think the Carolina Panthers have an extra shot to make the playoffs. So it just just goes to show he does not know talent or knows how to utilize the talent he has. So my ding-dong goes to Adam Gase. Yep. Hey, Eric, thanks for uh, putting your ding-dong on our show. Hey, he man. knew Peyton Manning was a Hall of Famer. That's what he did. He rode those coattails. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, look at his stats. That's a great point by Eric, and we've talked about it just a teeny tiny bit before, but mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill's a completely different statistical quarterback away from Adam Gaze. Mm-hmm. Like his touchdown percentage is way up. His interception percentage is way down. His everything. And remember we looked, and he averaged, what was it, like an interception a game or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, like at. an interception a game. And it it's half that now Yeah, for Tannehill. Tannehill, it's a completely different guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 actually, I'm glad we got him. You know, people were laughing at me. It was doing all kind of, you know, like Miami, you know, radios. And they, they were literally laughing at me when I was saying he should be in the MVP conversation. I didn't say he should win it. Right. I, I mean, nobody. I said, this guy is one of the top 10 quarterbacks last year based off his performance. He is. 
Sorry. And he was even better the year before, but it was only 10 games. He yeah. was even better the year before. Yeah, he was they, the most efficient like quarterback in the league. He was horrific. Adam Gase. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, all I can do is just what I'm seeing here. And he, he showed up, man. He's big. He was big. Him and, and the King, O-line, they, they, they did it. They did it. They came back. They responded. Sure did. Uh, let's get – we have Stephen in Franklin and Steve in Franklin. It's a real thing. Let's get Steve and then Stephen. Hello, Steve from Franklin. Welcome to Blaine and Mickey. Hey, legally it's Stephen, so uh, there's two of us down here. <laughs> well, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Stephen as well, so there's three on the line right now. Well, are you giving right ding-dongs right or on. two Stephen ding-dongs? <laughs> or are you just talking about the Titans? Uh, I'm calling to talk about play calling. Um, so I, I heard you say something about it earlier, Blaine, and I agree. I, I wonder if this is one of the costs that we're going to have to face uh, having lost Arthur, Arthur Smith. Um, you know, I, I watched all the games last year two or three times, and, you know, we came out with, with uh, play action. We came out with short passes. We came out with some bombs. We came out with uh, Tannehill doing a boot on first down um, all over the place. Yeah. In in the yeah to the tight ends and Johnu, all that stuff and um, I'm really surprised that they aren't sticking with that formula of of passing to open up the run because Derrick Henry we all know he's a second half beast nobody can stop him in the second half and when we spread him out in the first half that gives him that little extra bit that he needs in the first half so all that to say is. I wonder what's behind that. If it's uh, Todd is just not as creative as Arthur, or if it's Todd's not the yes, uh, you know, Arthur wasn't the yes man that Todd is, and this is Brable's doing. I wonder, I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. To me, that seems like it's going to haunt us all year if we don't get that straightened out. Um, great win, though. Tighten up. I love our players. I'm still not convinced about our coordinators. Love to hear what you guys have to say about that. Appreciate it, Steve, yeah. a.k.a. Good, Steven. Yeah, good, good call, Steven, there. You know what it is? I, I think, you know, just like players, play callers are also rusty. We getting to see him now. He adapted. I got to give him that yep. uh, and, and what worked. And he can't try to be Arthur Smith even though he's running the same offense. And he probably won't be as good as Arthur. Arthur Smith had a lot of background, you know, and was a coordinator for his second year. And I'm sure he learned a lot of things from, you know, year one or two. And I know this is not down his first rodeo. Uh, but it is in this offense calling the style of plays that Vrabel wants. So I, I would say he picked it up pretty quick watching game one to game two. So hopefully he continues to progress. And in this game, he went from game two from one half to another half. Yep. And he switched it up. So I think, you know, Arthur Smith kind of played, uh, you know, chess. And, and Todd Downing is learning how to play chess. He's getting close. He's he's starting to pick it up. And he's he's doing a good job at this point in time. Uh, we couldn't tell anything in the first game because everybody played so horrific. Uh, so I, I would say just give patience, uh, and he'll start getting more comfortable. And you gotta, you know, start calling things against, you know, you, the things that you've been, you know, doing the years before. Right. Uh, and I think that's where Arthur Smith was really great. It wasn't like he was, you know, this imaginative, you know, play caller. He was just playing the odds. Oh, last week or the last two weeks we did this on first down. Let's do this. Catch him off balance. And that's all you want to do to a defense because you've studied all week. They run this on first down 99% of the time. Right. You know, right. That's coach talking, right? And then you come out and you run that boot on first play. You go, oh, crap, coach. 
Instead, Dot Downing, the first game versus Arizona, he was doing it like on second down, you know. So after you got stuffed on first down. So, you know, it's hit or miss. But I, I thought it was good enough to, you know, in this game to win. And then eventually the players just executed. They really did. I, I think if you go back, coaches would probably say, well, we didn't do a lot different than we did the game before. They just played better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what you and Kevin Dyson said repeatedly after the first game was, they're going to go watch the film and realize 10 guys did their job on this one. Take your play. One guy didn't. A play got blown up. Yeah. 10 guys did their job on the next play. One guy didn't. Different guy took turns making different mistakes. Guy. Okay. Then that's why this play got blown up. If they straighten that up, if 11 guys will do their job on more plays, they'll win the game. They still made mistakes yesterday, but on more plays than not, 11 guys did their job. Yeah. Uh, and, and we could get into a bunch of the ways that they did it, but uh, and we'll continue to do that. But uh, it, the thing you pointed out last night was, they're going to watch the film and they won, but they're going to go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. You said you can really, you can really get some great critique after a win, because coaches can point out, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, but yeah, yeah, right. And that's yeah. what I was trying to explain right. yesterday. It's like everybody thinks it's all hunky dory because <laughs> you won the game when you're watching film. Well, guess what? That's when the the coaches kind of notch it up even more. Yeah. Like of all the different mistakes that you made, and we can probably name half of them when we're watching it. We're just not watching individuals. But as a group, as a team, you can, you know, point out the mistakes of running to the kicker. You know, these things that didn't, you know, cost them in winning the game. But individually, they made mistakes all over the place. And you think, oh, man, you walk out of there like, oh, man, I feel as bad as the last game. And it keeps you even killed and motivated to continue to do well uh, and play to the best of your ability, uh, really. And then, you know, as a young player, then as you get older, you know, year three and four, you start saying, I'm going to critique myself because now you know everything you need to be doing, and I'm a, nobody's going to critique me harder than me. Right. Like, if I, if I walked out of there with less than 80%, I'm pissed. And trust me, that did not happen very often. And I was still pissed just because if we lost. Yeah. So in my mind, every player should be thinking, I didn't do enough. Yeah. You know, you don't want a guy coming, oh, man, I did my job. Right. I did my job. Really? Well, you didn't do enough, man. Everybody, nobody can think like that. And I think that's the type of players that Vrabel has. I mean, when you see the wide receiver, A.J. Brown, who has some drops, make, you know, the big block for, you know, the king to break loose on the long run, yeah. that, that I mean, that sprung it, man. And all he did was give him a, one more little push, and boom, there it was. Guess what? I said that last week. If LaJuan would have been able to give Chandler Jones just a little more push so he could bounce it on that first play of the game, that's all he needed. And he would have been off to the races again. All right. We got to get get off to the races. Phone lines are still ringing. Look, Wayne, Steven, Corey, hold on. We will get to you when we come back. I promise you we'll come back to the phones. Uh, Blaine and Mickey, 1045, The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Let's go back to the phones again. Appreciate all the action today on that Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Love talking to you guys anytime, but those reaction Mondays where you check in with us, tell us what you're thinking. Love to hear about that, too. We had Steve from Franklin, who was actually Steven. Now we have Steven from Franklin, who is also actually Steven. Steven, welcome to Blaine and Mickey, a.k.a. Steve No, I'm, I'm actually Steve. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what you did there. <laughs> hey, guys, just uh, number one, wanted to say, proud of the team i mean they were just absolutely clutch especially the offensive line 
you know, with Saffold and Jones playing through injuries and sort of still getting it done, taking care of uh, Tannehill. Um, so super stoked about that. Agree with some of the callers. I don't understand how on some clutch plays when you're not sure if they're running or passing. There was one instance in which uh, Julio Jones is on the sidelines and it's like, okay, if he had at least been on the field and they would have thought maybe they were going to go to him and it opened up some some opportunities for uh, for, for for Derek. And then there were some times when Derek was on the sideline. It's like, even if you're not going to give the ball to him, make the defense think you are by putting him on the field. Didn't really understand that. But really my ding-dong award goes to Luan. Man, I'm so tired. That guy's such a drama queen. And it seems like he figures out a way to miss a game every time it's clutch, you know, and I just, just tired of that. So anyway, that's all I had to say. Hope you guys have a good one. Enjoy listening to you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the phone call. I always hear that about LaJuan too. You know, you know, yeah, he's just drama queen. He just likes the drama. And then when they really need him, he just don't show up. He, he He's a fake, fake hard person. When I say that, I'm talking about like tough guy. But people say all the time, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I hope he's not seriously injured, yeah, uh, and that uh, he'll be able to come back at some point. Because uh, you know he's still a, even an injured Lawan should be able to be better than the guys that they had out there. But those guys stepped up, so you got to give it to them. Now, here's the reason why most of the time you're a backup. Can you do this continuously, week in and week out? Yeah. You know, usually a backup flashes at times, but then you say, ah. That's why he's really our security blanket. So I want to see if you can put, you know, three or four games together and do that. Maybe they want to have an opportunity to do that. We don't know the situation with LeJuan, but I hope he uh, gets healthy, uh, even if it's just for his own sake, not just for the team. Uh, speaking about guys, I, I noticed exactly what the caller's talking about, and I, I was curious, too, on, like, why LeJuan, I mean, uh, you know, Julio was out. I was shocked when he was out. It was third down, I think, yeah. the time I saw it. It's kind of a, a thing, too, with receiver. Sometimes after a catch, they always just run out. It, it perturbs me. Okay, after I get – just imagine this. I play corner. After that, I get beat for a long pass, I run out. I'm tired, man. That was a long run, man. Let me go out. Man, our coaches would look at us like crazy. So it just shows you the pedigree, really. It's innate in the NFL with offensive players, how they're treated, to the defensive players. They Every team does it. Right. If receiver catches a pass, catch a curl, I'm going out. What? Stay out there. The real good ones typically don't do that. They have to literally have to, oh, I, you know, sprain my finger or, you know, oh, man, that was a big-time hit. I'm kind of woozy, you know. But, yeah, it's kind of the culture, like, you know, a lot of guys do that. Yeah. I, yeah. And my son tried to do that, too, in high school. I said, don't do that ever again. Just because you ran long and caught that ball, run back to the huddle. Yeah. You get in their heads. Yeah, you don't do that. I don't get tired. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's tired. what you're trying to send out the message. All day. No different yeah. than you don't want to see your hands on your hips. Right. You don't want to be bent over. All those little, you know, tell signs of what's going on with you. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's a pet peeve, man. But I'm a defensive-minded guy, and we never get any breaks. So, that's, it, it, you know, the offense guys. It's a double standard, though. You ran just it as is. far to cover the guy. Oh, man, jog on down and, call, and play the next play. And then play. you go against the next fresh victim. Who comes in, yeah. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Jogs off the you're going to be the victim. <laughs> he's, he's fresh. Fresh legs. Let's, uh, oh, man, that's always funny to me. Let's get Frazier and Matt and Juliet next. What's going on, Frazier? Frazier, there. Oh. oh, he sniped himself. Oh, you, oh man. He, oh. Oh. Frazier having some tossed salad oh, and Frazier. scrambled eggs. Let's get uh, less Frazier. Spencer in Nashville. What's going on, Spencer, for hire? Hey, guys. 
Uh, hope y'all are doing well today on this Victory Monday. Um, wanted to chat about A.J. Brown and his performance yesterday. Ooh. Um, seemed like he dropped some pretty key passes there. Julio, fortunately, made up the ground for him, but wanted to get y'all's thoughts on his game yesterday. Well, well I mean, I would say it was up and down, but he had opportunities to impact the game, and he missed some of those. Yeah, I remember the one down the seam, and it wasn't like the safety was going to be right there to hit him. He had a couple steps, and he usually pulls that in. You know, a guy like that is probably already anticipating what he's going to do when he catches it because he knows he's coming. Right. And, you know, whether whether it was going to be a spin move or stop cut or jump cut or something. So I, I just think he needs to, uh, you know, make sure he looks the ball in. I think I recall this at the beginning of the year last year, though. I, I remember he, he, I think he dropped a touchdown. It was here at home, too. It might have been the first home game, if I can recall. So there, there's times he does drop the ball, and then, you know, what's so funny is a lot of people always make excuses when good players, you know, do something, you know, that's not so good. Right. They, they, oh, well, he'll get it in. Nah, well, nah. We turn on that tape, man. I don't want to see that. People drop the ball, and nobody's going to be perfect. But he had like two or three. Even Julio had one that he had in his paws, and he yeah. was trying to turn around. I don't know what he was doing, trying to turn the run. It was like a curl route or something yeah. like that. and. Man, I, I thought that was an easy – I thought it was, should have been a catch now. Nothing's easy in this game, but for him. Uh, then you make a spectacular catch in the end zone and they say no touchdown. So, yeah, it, is, it happens, but we got to shore it up, though. Coaches are going over. Rob Moore is a great wide receiver himself and a, a good wide receiver coach. Got to stay even keel, though. Uh, but he's got to pull those in. You And we expect it out of him. What's expected out of great players is more than the norm. Absolutely. If that was Westbrook Aquino, we wouldn't even be talking about it right, right. now. Yeah, I was looking through my notes where you're talking. I had 11 drop at least three times in my notes uh, yesterday charting the game. Let's squeeze in one more quick Oh, one. and it's another thing. On drops, real quick, you can pick the call up real quick. I need people to stop saying it's a drop if the DB knocks it out of their hand. I don't know how that's done statistically, but I think it's still considered a drop, and I don't believe that should be a drop. If the DB knocks it out of their hand, that's called a PBU. Yeah. That's not a drop. So I think a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, Lucas needed help like that in, in high school. So he wanted to make sure they, they, you know, he said he, he didn't drop any balls. He got all kind that, of, that is why that favorite drop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Brian in Nashville real quick, man, what you got before we finish up this hour? Hey, how y'all doing, man? Hey, good. All right. Good. Um, uh, my, my comment is on Taylor one. I, I think it's time to move on from him. Um, in the 2,000-yard season, uh, he really wasn't there for that. Exactly. Uh, the end of the season before that, when Derrick Henry had a great end of the season, he really wasn't there for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't there for the almost 200-yard day yesterday. Um, like you said, he's not there for big games. And I think Taylor's done with football in his mind. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think we just need to move on from LeJuan. Well, I know people are feeling all kind of ways about him right now. They're not going to move on from him this year. I mean, let's oh. see, let's see what happens. First of all, let's just see how he's doing after what happened yesterday. Yeah. Let's see, see how he is health wise. Let's see what happens the rest of this year. Then certainly we'll take a look at, at anytime you got a big cap number. It's always going to be a lot of eyes on you when you're a first round draft pick and you made the Pro Bowl and you get a big big contract like he did. People are going to have real strong feelings about you, and they got real strong feelings about that guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I think if you start looking, if you and I said this before the seasons that 
they did really well without Lewan. Now, yeah. you don't want a, a healthy Lewan. You, you think you're better. There's no doubt about it. But if he's going to continue down this road, I was looking at the salary cap numbers. I think they can kind of get out of his contract. After this season, pretty easy with not a huge cap hit. Uh, so that that is probably highly possible and likely. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people say even, you know, after the PEDs, he hasn't been the same player. Uh, and I don't know if that's true or not. And I don't even know what what he was taking or not taking. I, I have no idea. But I can see why people would say that. Let's do this. We'll take a break. Mike Vrabel set to speak to the press. Our plan is to go to that live next. You'll hear from the Titans head coach. It's Blaine and Mickey on 104.5 The Zone.